All right. Hello, hello. Welcome back to episode nine of the Project Six podcast. We are back. We're now two weeks out, a week and a half out from next-gen consoles, right? We're, we're almost there. There, One more podcast after this, and then it's next-gen time, so, right? Yeah, because tomorrow's the first. I'm recording this on Saturday afternoon. It is Halloween. Um, but anyway, this was a big week. Surprisingly, there's a lot to talk about, um, so we'll get right into it. The only thing I want to touch on, little, little note on the show, because I have been thinking about it, and it was mentioned. Uh, I need to find myself some intro and outro music for this podcast. Uh, don't know if it'll get into this episode or not. I only started looking a little bit. I'm trying to f- figure it out, find something I like, whatever. Uh, so hopefully either this one or the next one, that'll be taken care of. But anyway, let's get right into the news. First thing we got here. So this is just like a small thing. It's really not a big deal. Uh, it was mentioned on Dexerto that according to sources, 100 Thieves acquired Optics Call of Duty League spot. I normally don't care about this stuff. But I just think it's kind of neat because when I started getting into all this sort of stuff, Hex and Optic Gaming was big in the YouTube scene. And now Hex has reacquired Optic. He's now the leader or president of Optic again, whatever you would want to call it, CEO. Um, so that's just a little thing that cropped up this week that caught my attention just because... Optic and nostalgia and all that sort of stuff when I was going super hard at Call of Duty, what, 10, 12 years ago? So, little thing there for anybody who would care. Bigger thing this week, PlayStation 5 impressions, right? So, uh, I think it was late last week, uh, media people started getting their PlayStations. There were pictures of them getting thrown up on Twitter over the weekend, over last weekend, just the box. They weren't allowed to open the box yet. So we got all the unboxings and early impressions on the PlayStation 5. I think it was Tuesday morning. Um, or it might have been Monday for unbox. No, was it Tuesday for unboxings and whatever. Point is, people got up super early on Tuesday or Monday, whichever day it was, so that they could open up the PS5 boxes. The unboxings I didn't care about. The only thing from the unboxings I cared about was the size of this effing console. I mean, I I don't know. I kind of hoped that we were beyond this making things gigantic thing, but apparently not, because the PlayStation 5 is ginormous. I mean... Some of the the side-by-sides for this console are laughable, right? So my keep, just little story description here. My desk has, so it's a, desk is obviously a flat top, but on the bottom right side of my desk is, there's a drawer, and then underneath the drawer is a cabinet. And in that cabinet, I keep my consoles. My consoles are hooked right up to my computer monitors, so I got them all in here. The PlayStation 5, 
might take up most of the vertical spacing of this cabinet. And it's a good size cabinet. So I, I'm, I could always lay it on its side, but I don't feel like it's intended to be on its side. So I don't really want to put it on its side. I don't know. I'll, I'll have to mess with it when I get the console. But I mean, so I'm looking at the Twitter thread. IGN put a big Twitter thread out uh, Tuesday morning when they opened up their console and they were doing whatever it was they were doing with it. And the the side-by-sides with the PS4 and the PS4 Pro, I mean, I'm looking at it right now. The PS5 is probably twice as wide. And on vertically, all three consoles standing side-by-side, it's probably a good four or five inches taller at least. I mean, this thing is gigantic. There's no, like, there's no reason for it to be this big. At least I wouldn't think, right? I mean, I'm not, I'm not a hardware expert, so whatever. I, I just want the thing to not be loud and be not on fire when I'm running it, right? Those are the only two things I want. Because when I run my PlayStation 4 Pro, my room gets hot as freaking hell and annoying. So if it doesn't do that then I can live with it. But like they even have a side-by-side here with the original PlayStation 3. If you remember how big the original PS3 was, it's bigger than that. And the original PS3 was gigantic. So it's just, I don't know, it's just wild how big this thing is. I mean, this thing is a unit. It's even bigger than the original Xbox, which may have been bigger than the PS3. But... If you want to see those pictures, IGN put up a lot of size comparisons between all the different Xboxes, PlayStations, whatever, right? All those things and a banana. There was a big Twitter thread IGN posted um, that you can go look at. I mean, my Switch is going to look comically small next to this thing. But anyway, so the thing's gigantic. We've established that. Um, But the big takeaway from all the impressions you see, because I guess... People were limited as to what specifically they could talk about. Um, The controller. Everybody talks about the controller and specifically the haptic feedback of the controller. And I mean, so I've seen the size comparison between the PS5 and the PS4 controller. It's not quite uh, as large as I thought it was going to be. It's a little bigger than the PS4 controller, which I'm glad to see because I like the PS4 controller a lot and I... I don't want some giant thing. So I'm glad to see it doesn't look like it's too big. And everything you read is that the triggers and the haptic feedback are awesome. And that the controller is blowing people away. Right. I watched uh, Giant Bomb posted a 20 minute gameplay video for uh, Astro's. The hell is it called? Astro's Playground. Astro's uh, Playroom. Is it play Astro's Playroom. Right, the free, the free game that's basically a tech demo that comes with the PS5 that shows you all the different uh, functions of the controller. Right, you can. There was a mechanic in there where you breathe into the microphone on the bottom of the controller to blow wind into the game. Right, little things like that, which you can disable if the mic is muted. Then that, uh, it sounds like that mechanic just doesn't. It's just not a thing. So, whatever. I mean, there's. 
honestly, Astro's Playroom I thought was going to be a forgettable thing, but now it's probably going to be the first thing I do on my PS5 just to mess around with all the new new features and whatnot. And it's fil- filled with all sorts of PlayStation references if you played all the PlayStation games. So that might be a, a neat little thing to check out. And related to picking up the PS5, if you didn't notice, uh, I think this was on Thursday, uh, Best Buy, if you had pre-ordered the Xbox Series X, Series S, or PlayStation 5 through Best Buy, you got an email saying, hey, you know, giving you the rundown on picking it up, really. So what the email said Pretty simple, on November 10th and November 12th, Best Buy will be opening up at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, and that's obviously for the consoles. I think my local Best Buy opens up at 10, so they're opening up a little earlier that day. But the bigger thing there is that they will be open from 6 to 9-ish. So 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. local time, you're able to schedule an appointment with Best Buy. Right, So you'll pick a half hour time slot. Uh, in my case, I picked 6 a.m. So between 6 and 6.30 a.m. on the 12th, I'll be able to go to Best Buy and pick my pre-order up. My guess is those time slots have lim- limited capacity. Obviously, with all the, the pandemic stuff going on, they, don't, they probably don't want everybody flooding to Best Buy at the same time to pick up their consoles. So this is my guess is this is there to control for how many people are there at once um but you can go in there log into your best buy account or whatever and you'll you're able to pick a time they'll give you your confirmation number and then you can show up at best buy in that time window and you can pick up your console at that time or any time after i think but if it's after you might have to wait i don't know my guess my guess is the way this is going to work is they're going to drop like a pallet of playstations right inside the door and you're just going to show up, show them your confirmation number for your order and your appointment. And then they'll probably just grab what you got, give it to you, and you'll be on your way. That's my guess at how this is going to go. It'll probably be pretty simple. I'm stoked. You know, now I don't have to wait until 10 a.m. to get my console and get home. Nope. I'm getting up. 6 a.m. Getting my console. I'm going to be home, have that thing hooked up by 7, and we're going to go. Um... And speaking of the PS5, I'm going to be streaming that day. So, originally I was going to stream Miles Morales that day. I think what I'm actually going to do is, so I'll I'll come home, I'm going to hook up my PS5, and then I'll fire it up, I'll get it all set up, log into it, whatever, and then I'll probably go live then. I'll stream for, I don't know how long, and I'll probably play Astro's Playroom when I fire up the stream. And it'll sort of be like my exploring the PS5 sort of thing. I'll avoid looking at any features until I stream. And then I'll probably just upload the entire VOD straight to YouTube. Um, Is probably how I'll do that. Sort of like my first impressions of the PS5 and whatnot. And we'll see how that goes. I'm, I'm super excited. I can't wait to get my console. The stuff about the controller this week got me super hyped. I know it's just a controller, but it was it was a lot of cool stuff. Um, so yeah, that was, that was all, all the PS5 news this week. So if you pre-order through Best Buy, check your emails. You can set up appointments to pick up your consoles a little earlier and, uh, that'll be cool. All right. Moving on. 
what do we got here? I want to skip. I want to skip all the CD Projekt Red stuff, the Cyberpunk stuff, because I'm going to do that all. That might be a little bit of a tangent. We might do that after the break. We'll see. Um, Halo Infinite from Jason Schreier. I think it was on Wednesday. Uh, Halo Infinite lost another director. Uh, Chris Lee was an executive at 343 who left the project. He's the second director to leave in the last two years. This game, <laughs> this game's a mess. I'm not a big Halo guy. I never really have been. Um, but obviously this was going to be Xbox's big launch title. And it got a weird last minute delay. It swapped directors. It sounds like multiplayer and single player could still ship out separately. This game is a shit show. Uh, if I And if I were guessing, I think they said early 2021 um that it would be coming out did they say that or did they give any idea i don't know if they gave a time frame my guess is you're looking at at least another year for this game uh, this could be a next fall thing like jason schreier wrote in another tweet on this chain that um through conversations he's had with other developers that the game's had development issues for a very long time and my guess is this probably goes back at least... I mean, it's the second time in two years, so... Something tells me this game has been a shit show the whole time. Um, and my my guess is when they first showed it and people saw the graphics, that that was sort of what really set all this crap into motion the last few months. Because this game is clearly not ready to be shipped and... Uh, I think it's going to be a while until you see Halo Infinite. For those who are interested in that, um, so it sucks for Halo fans, but I mean, I don't, I don't know what to tell you. That game's <laughs> that game's a mess. Um, speaking of games that aren't a mess, there was a new Demon Souls gameplay trailer that came out the other day. It was like a five minute long, just straight gameplay. That game looks fucking gorgeous. Um, uh, honestly, I, I've seen, as I've seen more gameplay footage coming out in the last week or two from these consoles, right? People testing out different games on the Xbox series X and whatever. It kind of makes me feel like I just want to get my games on my console again, rather than my place, my PC, right? So like, for example, Assassin's Creed Valhalla is coming out on PC and consoles. It's not a shooter, so I'm not totally concerned about the accuracy of keyboard and mouse. I'm going to play it with the controller anyway. I I almost feel inclined to look at it and say, well, you know, I'd rather just play Assassin's Creed on my, my PS5 than my PC. And the only reason I say that is because now the consoles have, are starting to catch up a little bit and close that gap. These games look gorgeous on console, and the the solid frame rates is what we're looking for. It's really the frame rate that's the big one for me. Um, so, am I going to play Valhalla on console? No. One, because, <laughs> I mean, let's be honest... It's still going to be a little better on PC, right? But two, 
it comes out two days before the PS5, and I'm going to be playing it those two days. So that's not going to happen. Um, I don't know. It's just one of those things where every now and then a PC game comes out, and I have issues with it. So Assassin's Creed Odyssey, perfect example. I had a really bad stuttering issue with that game that I, I could not for the life of me fix. And it wasn't... It was tolerable... When I was streaming, it was not because it happened a lot while I was running OBS. Um, and like something like that, it's not an issue if I'm playing on a console, right? Those those PC issues aren't an issue for the console. Um, so, I mean, I don't know. We'll see. I invest in my computer. I like playing games on my computer. I prefer it. But I don't know if the console is really good. We'll see. I mean, another big selling point for me too, if the haptic feedback on the PS5 controller is as good as people are saying it is, and I like it, and games use that on PlayStation, but if I use the PS5 controller on PC, it doesn't, then maybe I would think about it. But I have a feeling haptic feedback is going to be one of those things that's not really used for third-party games. Right, all the first-party PS5 games will make use of it, but I don't know. Like, if a game like Assassin's Creed comes out where it's on every console, is that going to make use of it on the PS5? I have no idea. So it's just something to keep an eye out for. But I don't know. the The consoles look really good, and and Demon Souls looks terrific. Uh, and that's there was a confirmation from the developers that it's not using ray tracing. Which, I mean, is fine. The game looks freaking beautiful. So, that was Demon Souls. That game looks good. Unfortunately, I'm not going to get to Demon Souls for a while because there's a lot of good games coming out. And speaking of which, uh, the Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse suit was officially revealed for Spider-Man Miles Morales. Not that this is a surprise. Uh, of course, the suit was going to be in there. What is surprising, and the the coolest fucking detail with this suit, is that when using the Into the Spider-Verse suit, now this is an option that can be disabled, but Miles, uh, the frame rate of his animations stutters. It's, sl- it's lower than the rest of the game, which is designed to match the frame rate they used for Miles' animation in Into the Spider-Verse. Right, so when you're wearing the suit, it play the game plays, or at least it looks the same way it does in that movie. Right, so it's not like the whole game has its frame rate dialed down. It's just his animations are dialed down like that to match the movie. It's a freaking awesome detail. I mean, that's that's one of those little details that I look at someone like Insomniac, and it's just like, you know, a round of applause because that is. That is so effing cool that they can just deliberately change the frame rate like that in the animations so that it matches the movie. And then there's some cool effects where, you know, when you punch guys, little little comic book effects pop up in the air and again, matching the way that the movie was done. It's just a super cool suit. Those, those details are awesome. I love I love Insomniac. They do such a good job. Uh, and that that's just an absurd attention to detail. So, the Into the Spider-Verse suit. Uh, Not the hoodie suit that I would have preferred, but I do think we're going to get a variation of the hoodie suit. 
that'll just be in the regular style. And actually, speaking of the style, so what I didn't like about the Enter the Spider-Verse suit in Spider-Man PS4 is that when you're using that suit, it looks super out of place in the, you know, the realistic-looking uh, New York. This version of the Into the Spider-Verse suit looks a little more fitting. It's It doesn't look quite as comic-y as the other one did. Which is a good sign, because I really like the End of the Spider-Verse Peter Parker suit, but I didn't use it a lot on PS4 because it, it looked out of place in the world. And this one doesn't look quite as bad. Maybe it'll look different, or maybe it'll look similar to the other one did when I actually have it on my own monitor and I'm not just watching gameplay of it. We'll see. But I love that suit. It's a great suit. And Insomniac did a really great job with it. Alright, I think that's all the news other than Cyberpunk. So, let's take a break and come back and then talk about the mess that is Cyberpunk. And then we'll touch on some other little things and call it a day. So, I'll be back. Alright, we're back. Alright, so I'm sure I'm sure everyone's aware Cyberpunk 2077 was delayed again. To December 10th. That's a three week delay from its scheduled release date, which was November 19th. Uh, so, three weeks delay, which, you know, it's fine. Like, you're looking at a game and it's like, all right, you know what? We need a little more time before we can push this out. Let's release it three in three weeks, right? We'll just push it back three weeks. No problem. Except the game just went gold, what, three weeks beforehand? So, <clears throat> so the game already went gold, which, so I always, I always used to think going gold was like a pre-order related thing. It's not. It, so going gold, simple explanation, the game was done, right? They packaged the game, it's done, the game was put on a disc, it's ready to be mass produced and se- sent out for distribution, right? That's what gold means, that the game's done. So the game went gold, it was coming. And the the Cyberpunk Twitter account has been adamant. When people say stuff about delays, they say, nope, we are not delaying again. We're not delaying again. We're coming out November 19th. We're not delaying again. And the day before, less than 24 hours before they announced the delay, there was a tweet from the Cyberpunk account saying the game will not be delayed again. And then, bang, the next day it was delayed. Look, I, <clears throat> you know, I, I don't really know where to go with this one, right? Because it's like, it's almost like not the boy who cried wolf isn't quite the right comparison, but it's something along those lines. Like, oh, the game's game's coming this day. It's coming this day. It's coming this day. Wait, no, we need more time. It's coming this day. It's coming this day. It's coming this day. It's coming this day. Wait, no, we need more time. It's coming. All right, enough. Enough, enough, enough. Is the game ready or not? If it's not ready, stop telling me when it's coming. Because you're not ready. And and look, I I would love... I mean, look, I love CD Projekt Red. I think they're a terrific developer. They make very good games. And hell, the name of the podcast, Project is spelled with a K because it comes from CD Projekt Red's name. Right? That's where... I came up with the project part of the podcast name. 
So obviously I love CD Projekt Red, but I'm also not going to sit here and make excuses for them because I am a fair and objective critic. I, I can look at something I like and criticize the shit out of it because I am, I am nothing if not fair. Their management as it relates to this game has been atrocious. I mean, you're now looking at what your fourth different release date in nine months in spite of the fact that you continue to say you're not going to delay it again. There's now the whole ongoing, not the whole ongoing, but I mean, it's been going on for a while. This controversy situation related to crunch over at CD project red. I mean, it's just, you know, I know Jason Schreier again was tweeting out about this stuff. Again, I've, I've touched on crunch before. Obviously it's bad when you've got, Devs working 100 hour weeks to get out of the game. That's uh, eventually that's like, I mean, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and make comments about the situation because I don't know. I'm not there. It's not my job. I'm going to play the game anyway. Yes, 100 hour week is bad, but I'm not going to sit here and fight that fight. Sorry if you don't like that, but that's just me. Um, Obviously, it's bad. And every time you d- and this is I think I touched on this before talking about this same situation where, you know, people say, oh, crunch is bad, delay the game so that they don't have to crunch. No, because what happens is they're working up towards a release date, then the game gets delayed, and then they just continue going. So you're now looking at probably close to a year where the developers at CD Projekt Red have been working absurd weeks. And, And that blows. And obviously it's an issue because... I think it was their CDR, CDR, I just, I don't know what the hell, I just had a stroke reading that. Their CEO was the one who said that they wouldn't have to do it, and then they did it, and then he said it wasn't, again, so here, we'll just get to this, because he said earlier this week that the crunch at uh, CDPR wasn't that bad. This is the co-CEO, Adam Kaczynski, maybe is how you say that, uh, Whatever it was, he was, I want to say it was like a, uh, some sort of meeting or conference call he was on where he said it wasn't that bad and, you know, people, people wanted to do it. And then he had to send an email out to the developers and say that, uh, like he apologized for it. The whole thing's a shit show. It's a shit show. Obviously, the management over at CDPR is a dumpster fire. Um, I don't know. I, I mean, this game just enough. And look, let's be honest. They are, they're probably going to delay this game again. If this, if, if cyberpunk gets delayed, cross that out, start over. I just like, I just like twisted myself into a pretzel. If Cyberpunk releases on December 10th, I'll be shocked. Because there's just no way. you The game already went gold. And then you delayed it again. If you're going to delay it again after it went gold, then there's no way you're close to being ready. I that's, that's just flat out. There's no way that you're close. And I know there were comments, I don't have them linked here anywhere, where they said that the P, someone said that the, might have been in the same call, that the PC version of the game is ready, but the consoles aren't. 
because they're trying to get it ready on like nine different platforms or something. I, I sorry, I I don't believe you. I don't believe you. So so either either you're you're not being honest, or the console versions are just so far behind where they need to be that the game's not ready to go out. So it's it's one or the other, and I just I don't believe them. If if you're delaying like that, then the game's not in a good state. Period. End of story. Um. So I don't I don't think it's going to hit that December tenth date. My guess is that by the end of November they they push it back and they call it like quarter one, twenty twenty one, which would be a train wreck. This this I put I put Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven as excited I am as I am for it. I put it in the category of not to go full sports here, but sort of like with the Boston Bruins, they're always reported as being in on every player that's available and then they never actually do anything. Stop telling me how close you are to being done. Stop telling me when it's going to be done. Stop. When the game is done, tell me it's done and it's coming out. Stop giving me dates and then delaying it back because it's not ready. Just shut up. You announced the game eight years ago. You are you are now at your release year and you've pushed it back to four different days. And in all likelihood, you're probably going to come up with a fifth day. So just stop. When the game's done, tell me it's done and it's coming. I don't want to hear about it till then. However, <laughs> I am happy that it got delayed again because I did not like the fact that this game was coming out you know, 10 days after Assassin's Creed or seven days after Assassin's Creed, whatever. It was too much in those two weeks. So I'm glad that it got pushed out of November so that I I have some time to play Assassin's Creed and Spider-Man and all those games before this comes out. So <laughs> I'll rip you for mismanaging it and having to delay the game again, but I'm glad you delayed the game again. All right, so that's it for news. What I've been playing this week, I mean, it's... Ghost of Tsushima New Game Plus and the Pokemon Crown Tundra DLC. I got nothing new to say about those things. I'm just killing time until the next gen at this point. I did play Among Us last night with some people. Look, the only thing I'll say about Among Us, I mean, it's simple. It's a very fun game. If you have a good group, it, it can be a lot of fun. Um, but I ran into, a, I mean, a pretty obvious issue that is unavoidable. Oh, I am going to... Hold on. I'll dial back to this in a second. But, uh... Yeah, so with Among Us, we had... I was joining up with some friends. And they had some other people from other groups get in. And when you're combining that many people from different friend groups... uh, There's obviously going to be some sort of... Some conflict in there. In terms of some people don't like certain things that come from other people. Or you don't quite get along or you're not quite operating on the same plane. Uh, so, I mean, I had a great time playing Among Us, but it, it certainly started to turn into a little bit of a shit show towards the end. And then I think I think everyone sort of recognized that and was like, you know what, we played for three hours, let's call it a night. Um, so it's a fun game if you get the right people, is all I'll really say about Among Us. Uh, and then one thing I wanted to dial back to CD Projekt Red, because I still have the link open here and I forgot... Their stock has fallen 25% in the last two months. Um, which probably speaks to the fact that 
CD Projekt Red is very overvalued in Poland and the nonsense that's been going on with Cyberpunk. But anyway, that's all I have for that. Um, <clears throat> some other news that came out this week that I just want to touch on. An Assassin's Creed Netflix series was announced. This thing's either going to be pretty cool or really suck. And <laughs> I don't know. If I had to guess, it's probably not going to be that great. Uh, it could be great. It could also be impossibly bad. I don't really see it ending up anywhere in the middle. But who knows? I guess we'll see how that that plays out. I'll watch it. I mean, it catches my interest. I like Assassin's Creed. Make a series of it, sure. I'll I'll watch it and I'll let you know how it is. But I don't know. It could be an a failure of epic proportions. So that's that. Um, one little sports note: the World Series ended this week, and uh, <laughs> oh, you nerds! The nerds in baseball who have destroyed this effing sport. Watching a team blow the World Series because of analytics was just like heaven. It was perfect. You effing people with your analytics. You deserve to lose the World Series. When you're pulling your ace who was dominating the other team and trying to force Game 7 for you, and you pull him up because we got to the third time through the lineup and the three-ring binder says now we have to pull you and go to the bullpen. Nope. You suck. You losers. I'm glad you lost. I, and I know the Dodgers play that way too, right? But at least the Dodgers are a big market team that spent money. And I can look at it and say, okay, look, small market teams aren't going to be able to spend the money. So they have to do little things like that. And you want to tell me a small market team's relying on the analytics and they get their cute little baseball team? Fine. But you can't win that way. I don't want teams to win that way because that's a joke. You're not watching the sport anymore. It's a complete, what's the point when the product blows because all you're doing is following the three ring binder and you're bogging the whole game down with your crap and you take 30 seconds between pitches and nobody's making contact anywhere because it's just three true outcomes. If it's not a home run, you don't want it. What's, what is the point? It had destroyed the sport and I'm glad that you lost because you know what? At the end of the day. You can make whatever excuses you want. And Kevin Cash admitted it after the game. They got to the third time through the lineup. As soon as Mookie Betts came up for his third at bat, he was coming out to take um, Blake Snell out. No, that was it. That was it. It didn't matter if he got the previous guy out. It didn't matter that the previous guy got a hit. He was getting pulled after that batter no matter what. And it's a joke. Because you're. that's not baseball. Like, what are we doing? What's the point of having a manager? Don't even have one. Just stick a... Freaking cardboard cutout down there, and he'll just do whatever the binder says. Oh, it's so stupid analytics in this effing sport. They're destroying the sport. And it it took this for some of the hardcore baseball traditionalists to finally look at it and say, okay, maybe we've gone too far. Yeah, you guys are like a dec a decade too late might be strong, but you're at least five or six years too late. You guys all vote MVP based off this effing made-up war stat. Yeah, the, it's too late. It's too late. The sport's too far gone. It's going to take you like 30, sec, 30 years to fix it. And that's even if you identify the fact that you need to fix it. Baseball needs a serious overhaul. 
And unless that happens and the baseball traditionalists don't want it, then it's going to continue running into the ground. So go ahead, run your sport into the ground. I want to watch it, but you've made it unwatchable. So haha, I'm glad you lost. Anyway, that tangent's over. The Big Brother finale was this week. Uh, look, I'm not going to get into details, but it was kind of a it's a bummer that they did an all star season for Big Brother and it kind of sucked. Right? It's one of the worst seasons in recent memory. It was super boring, super predictable. Nothing really happened. Uh, I mean, the person who won played the most dominating single game in the history of the show. Um, so it was a deserving winner. The finale was actually exciting and fun to watch. There was finally something happened in the finale, but this this is another this show needs a little bit of an overhaul, I think. Uh I could go on about Big Brother for a while on what I think it needs to do to overhaul itself and fix it cuz the game is fundamentally broken right now. Um I don't know. I love Big Brother. I I'm always bummed out when the season comes to an end. But it is what it is. I mean, I don't know if they're ever going to change anything. I hope that this season was maybe enough to push them to change something, but we'll see. Uh, I would love to see Big Brother get back to a place where I feel like the entertainment value is on par with Survivor. And right now, there's just a huge gap between the two. And Big Brother needs to find a way to close it. Um, And given the pandemic situation right now, Survivor hasn't filmed another season yet. Right, so they're. I think Survivor's not planning to film until next year, um, which means there's going to be a an opening there, probably in like February. I don't know. Maybe they can do a quick turnaround and get another Big Brother season started up. Maybe maybe do a shorter season of Big Brother in the spring, and may, maybe you you can get lucky. Maybe you try something radical. Right, do Big Brother twenty three starting at the end of February or something and do something radical do a smaller thing that you try to find some way to change it but I don't know I doubt that'll happen my guess is it'll be back next summer and they'll do something stupid or they'll just do the same stuff and it'll be something stupid but whatever that was Big Brother Big Brother and then the Mandalorian came back this week um again no details but I thought it was a great uh great premiere set a really good tone for the season. This season of The Mandalorian should be should be really fun. If you watch the episode, uh there were a lot of one there were a lot of easter eggs in there. There were a lot of references to uh characters from books or you know smaller details from other movies and little there were just little Easter eggs and stuff all over the place. A lot of references. It was super cool. I had a lot of fun. Uh, there was a character specifically from one of the books that got brought to life in the episode that, you know, in the book that that character was in, they were one of the only things in that book I actually liked. So it was cool to see that brought into live action and see that character come to life. I thought it was a pretty good portrayal of the character. So... It was fun. This season's going to be fun. Oh, this season's going to be fun. And now it's pretty much a lock that Ahsoka's going to be on here. Uh, Disney has had, like, Instagram accounts and stuff firing off 
crap talking about Rosario Dawson, who we know got cast as Ahsoka. She's going to be in here and I'm going to have a, I'm going to freak out when she finally makes her way into live action. I, I just hope they don't screw her up and I don't think they will because I trust Dave Filoni and I think he's going to do right by the character. So he always has, and I can't see why that would stop. But anyway, that's going to be it. Covered a lot of ground today. Whoo! A lot of talking. Um, all right, so what's coming this week? Let's see. We got Bakugan Champions of Vestroya. Jurassic World Evolution Complete Edition on the Switch. Soldner X2 Final Prototype Definitive Edition. Whatever. Shadowverse Champions Battle. Descenders Dirt 5. Need for Speed Hot Pursuit Remastered. And Tropico 6 on the Switch. Holy shit. I'm just scrolling down the Wikipedia list. The length of the list of games coming out on the 10th and the 12th is obnoxious. God, this is so dumb. I love it. All right, next week. Next week's going to be... So I'll keep an eye out for news next week, but my plan for next week's episode is more so going to be talking about next gen coming up, what I want to see from next gen that sort of thing. If it's a big week for news, then we'll probably t- skim through that real quick. But I, I do want to talk about you know, what's coming up for next gen, what I want to see, how it's going to play out, stuff like that. So next week should be a big next gen podcast episode. But anyway, plugs. Uh, again, YouTube uh twitch twitter instagram whatever you can find me at sixture i go by that name on everything uh streams this week i mean we're just we're just buying time for this week we just got we just got to last another week just barely over a week uh i want to get i'm playing so i'm still playing on uh, blah, 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 talking tripping all over my own tongue Ghost of Tsushima New Game Plus. I do want to play Border the Borderlands 3 DLC that came out. So maybe maybe sometime this week I will stream that. My guess is that that DLC will probably take me like two or three streams. Um and it'll probably be done. So maybe that's what we'll do. We'll just stream Borderlands this week and then I'll play the other games on my own. We'll see. We're just buying time now. We just got to make it through this week. And then next week is all next gen. So get hyped. Get ready. It's going to be a good time. Anyway, thanks for hanging out. Oh, and keep an eye out for my articles coming out on Screen Rant, as always. Uh, But anyway, that's all for me today. Thanks for hanging out. As always, I appreciate the company. Hopefully, I'll see you in streams or wherever. And uh, have a good week. I'll see you next week. And... We'll get hyped for next gen. Adios.